Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. So today's title is Conquering the Mountain. <laughs> Conquering the Mountain. So Ah, you might be wondering where did that title come from? Last week we we're talking about marriage and all of a sudden we're talking about mountains, right? Well, obviously we went to Alaska and God totally like inspired me, right? And so um, you know, on our trip to Alaska, like I already shared, it really was amazing. It was actually, I already knew it was gonna be amazing, but it was a lot more amazing than I even anticipated. Um, and it was just truly God, um, just really like in the midst of the details, right? And the pictures that I shared, um, truly honestly couldn't capture the beauty of just simply being there you know from the perfect weather at least when we were there we're out there in summer so I'm sure winter is brutal right but the perfect weather we were outside all day and not even a sweat drop from our body it was amazing the breathtaking scenery the mountains and it just felt like there was like this slow pace like this peaceful atmosphere like it just felt different and of course, our amazing friends that we got to witness, get married and be there with and hang out. We love Jonah and Shay are just the best. Um, we were honestly so grateful for this time with our friends and our sweet little family, our first really big trip with our kids. We felt truly fulfilled afterwards. Me and Homer have still been talking about just like how refreshing that was. We got to experience many things while we were there. There's a whole week of us being there. And... <clears throat> There's some there through some of the amazing things we shared. I can't help but to have learned some like life lessons, or I guess through our experiences, I feel like God kind of spoke to us in different ways. And that is some of the things I want to share with you today. Okay. Um, one second. That is what I want to share with you today. And so even though this trip was beyond amazing, like I keep sharing, there was definitely some challenges that came with it all. Going to Alaska, from traveling literally 12 to 15 hours, going there and coming back with three young kids, which was crazy all by itself. We have stories, but I will say this, and I give I give applause to my kids. They did really well. They did even better than expected. Um, they handled the traveling so well. So you know what? I, I'm proud of them, um, but it was still crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, so from traveling with kids to having insomnia, when I travel, sometimes I get all messed up. And so like the first day and a half, I couldn't sleep. And then the last day before coming back, I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're going to be traveling for a billion hours and I couldn't sleep. So I feel great. Um, to a total time change and switching up our whole entire routine to climbing mountains and carrying tired babies. You get, I began to take a step back and realize a couple of things that I feel not only apply to our trip, but our life as a whole. And one of the major things I feel like God spoke to me was through one of my favorite experiences that we had there. And that was hiking the Byron Glacier Trail. And if you know us, we, um, we're not necessarily big hikers, but not because we don't choose to be. We just haven't really had that much of an opportunity with three kids. It literally feels like intimidating, right? But we heard so many great things about this. Like you have to go and the kids had been wanting to see snow. And they said, if you do this, you will see snow. So we said, let's just do this. Let's just do it. And no, don't look back. So we began our journey. And I'm honestly not too sure how long the trail was. I'm sure they had like some information there, but I didn't read it. Um, 
And it wasn't too long, but it wasn't a short trail. It was definitely like a hike up a mountain, right? And so we began to walk up the trail, up this beautiful mountain. There was running streams literally on the side of us that you just hear clear water just flowing. It was just beautiful. We stopped and we threw rocks and we just took it all in. Then we got back on the trail. There were beautiful wildflowers literally all along the way that you don't see in Texas, which we have beautiful ones too, but just so beautiful. We stopped and we picked them over and over and over and we created these little cute bouquets. There were people going up and down. We're waving high and smiling at the kids. The kids were pretending that we were on an episode of Dora the Explorer. And we're like, we got to pass the bridge to get to the other side. And so we're making it like this whole like fun destination on Dora the Explorer. And they, the kids were having so much fun and even more fun that I expected as well. It showed me one thing too, how much kids long to be outside and just enjoy nature, like more than what we can give them at home. Right. And I was like, dude, these kids are having like a blast. And after a while, as we kept walking and walking, I was like, dang, like how much longer are these kids going to last? I don't even know how far this place, like we just kept walking and I'm like, should I be dumb and just be like the next person that passes like, Hey, how much more do we have? Like, I just need to know for my kids. Um, and I didn't though. And I was like, was, what is even at the top? And I began to question like our decision to make this hike. I was like, what's even at the top of this? Should we just turn around? Like, would we be stupid for doing this with three kids? Maybe, maybe it's been long enough and they've enjoyed what we experienced. Maybe we should just turn back around. We didn't really realize what we got ourselves into. And it's not just that I was tired because I wasn't necessarily tired. I just got nervous. The fact that we had three kids and I wasn't sure how it was all going to play out. And then we had to walk all the way back to the car. There's no, there is no um, other choice. And our phone had completely no service. And so we kept going though. I was like, let's just freaking do it. And finally we get to the top of this hike and it literally felt like a choir of angels came down singing all around us when we finally reached the top. And we literally just walked up and we're like, <gasps> and it was honestly completely breathtaking. Like there was walls and hills of snow, ice blue glaciers. Like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like, I guess the glacier and then the water. And it's like this open blue. I don't know what like in nature it's called, but it was just so cool. And there was running streams right there. There was people just all along taking pictures and walking up this mountain and walking up the snow. So we had snowball fights. The kids literally the whole time, like, I just want to have a snowball fight in Alaska. As soon as we get up there, they're just getting the snow and throwing it at each other. Then we found this little slide that people kind of created in the, and Homer slid down with all the kids down the little slippery slope. And we look at each other and I was like, guys, I am so proud of y'all. We made it. We didn't give up. And because of it, it was so worth it. It was the moment that not only we, but our kids were so excited to reach the top of this mountain to see the beauty and the wonder and literally be in awe of it all. And so I know that was like a long introduction and you're like, okay, cool. I'm glad you had fun in Alaska, but I'm telling you, there's so much more that I feel like God spoke to me through even just this little experience. And so today we're going to talk about scaling the heights of our life and the beauty that is waiting on the other side of us not giving up. And so we're going to talk about three things today. And the first one is hard things. We're talking about hard things. The second one is the beauty in the journey. And the last one is it will be worth it. 
And so let's jump into hard things real quick, right? <sighs> Are there hard things in your life that almost seem too hard to pursue? Maybe you have the opportunity for something great, but as you analyze it, maybe even overanalyze it, you think to yourself, it's just too hard, maybe even impossible. Maybe this thing seems intimidating. Maybe it's taunting you. Maybe it's yelling at you all the reasons why you can't. Maybe even just a trip to the grocery store with your kids is hard because you know what? For me in this season, it is. The thought of going to the grocery store with all three of them is like, ooh, dude, heck no. Let me get some delivery. I will pay $10 to have that delivery shipped to my house because taking three kids to the store is no joke, right? You know, but it reminds me of the trip we took. Even the thought of traveling with three kids for so long seemed like it was going to be just hard. I, I had anxiety about it. The thought of the simple hype seems hard. The thought of going ice skating with three kids who have never had and only two parents seemed too hard. I almost jumped ship. But if I did, we would have missed out on core memory experiences with our kid. The thought of homeschool has scared the daylights out of me because I played all the reasons why in my head over and over why I couldn't do it. What the? Alexa, stop. It, it would be too hard. And that's what I've thought for the past couple of years. But what is that thing that is just too hard for you right now? Is it a new career path? Is it becoming a stay-at-home mom and leaving your job? Maybe it's sobriety and finally leaving substances and vices behind you. Maybe it's your kids starting school for the first time in a whole new season of what it will bring. Maybe it's homeschool for you. Maybe it's just your marriage in general. Maybe the restoration of your marriage just seems too hard. Maybe it's some health goals or maybe even health obstacles. Maybe it's even your walk with God. You don't know where to start, what pieces to pick up, how to even make steps closer to him. Maybe it all just seems too hard and you're just not ready for it. And I want to tell you that I get it 100% because I've been there a billion times in the little things and in the big things. But I believe that God wants to tell you something today. Each and every one of you, I believe that God wants to speak this to you. And whatever your life looks like right now, I don't know what it is, but he does. But he wants you to say, he wants you to know that you were made for these hard things. You were made for the very hard things that you are facing that you feel like you can't move through, push through, find victory through. He's saying you were made for it. In fact, maybe God is the one calling you to face these hard things, to push through the barriers of your own self-doubt and to trust God as the one calling you through it victoriously. What do you think? Our own thoughts and the devil will always try to convince us that we can't, we won't, we shouldn't even try. They will give us the opportunity to constantly play the scenarios in our head of failure to the point of anxiety and discouragement. If you feel this way, I want you to know that you're not alone because we all experience this. But what if starting today, instead of playing with all of the reasons in your head why you can't do these hard things, why don't you get out a pen and paper and simply write down why you can do these hard things? Why don't you look at yourself in the mirror and instead of replaying these messages in your head of why you can't, you start saying, dude, wait a second. I can't, I'm freaking strong, dude. Like I'm hardcore. I'm an overcomer. I'm this, this, and that write down why you can do it. 
Enough of the self-defeating talk. It's time to give your own personal, give yourself your own personal pep rally, okay? Start chanting to yourself, I'm number one. I will win this battle. I don't know. I will overcome. Jesus is rooting for me. Jesus is with me. He's helping me. I'm the bomb. I can do this. I'm undefeated. I'm a winner. And I know that it sounds silly, but why do they have pep rallies before a game? To get the players mentally confident and ready to face the hard things. If they believe they can do it, they will walk in that direction. If they're at a pep rally, but these people are saying you're a loser, you're going to suck, you're going to lose. They're going to walk into that with that same mentality and follow. The way that you think, the way that you talk to yourself, the what you believe you can do or can't do will lead you down that path. They don't just sit there before the game with their head in their hands, just thinking of all the reasons they can't. No, they are pumping themselves up with reasons they can and they will. And so I think that for us, it's time to face these hard things, take them on and do the dang thing. Whether that's going to the store with all of your kids and not caring what people think and just getting your groceries, or maybe that's taking a hike, or maybe that's getting a new job, or maybe that's facing the difficulties in your marriage to find resolution. I don't know what it is for you, but God does. And so with our point, hard things, I'm going to share three verses. The first one's Philippians 4, 12 through 13. You may have heard this several times, but there is so much to this verse. That's not just this pretty fluffy verse. And I'm not going to read the part, just the part, you know, but right before that part, in Philippians 4, 12, it says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with the full stomach or an empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And so he's talking about his life experiences have taught him how to do everything with Christ who gives him strength. The things that you have gone through is teaching you how you can face hard things with Christ. Face them alone if you want, but they are, and they will still remain hard, but Jesus is the one who gives you the strength to actually push through them. And so you can do hard things. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, it says, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is an everlasting God the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You can do hard things because even if you feel weak, you know what? That's not the end of the story because God says when you trust him, he swoops in and he gives you new strength because you can do hard things. You are not empty. You are not weak. You are not defeated because as you trust in God, you have all the strength that he gives. And Psalm 60, 12, it says, with God's help, we will do mighty things for he will trample down our enemies. With God's help, you will do mighty things. You will do hard things. You will do impossible things you will overcome. And so guys, hard things. All right. We're going to move on to our second point, And that is the beauty in the journey. Okay. So we're talking about that mountain facing it, how it might look intimidating, even hard, but now let's talk about the beauty in the journey. You know, one thing that really stood out to me on our hike 
was the beauty that was truly found in the journey. And I, I hope some of this, I know some of it sounds a little cheesy, but guys, this is real. This was real life experiences. And I feel like there's just so much to really gain from it. And sometimes we are just so rushed to make it, to make it to the top, to the destination where we're trying to go, whatever we're pursuing in motherhood and life and our career and our marriage, we're just so rushed to just get there that it is so easy to not stop and see the beauty in the journey, in each and every step we take. I mean, what if I was so concerned with where we were going on this hike that we missed the moment to stop by the rushing water, to fill the cold water, to throw rocks, just listen and see the kids just be in awe of skipping rocks? What if I was so afraid we wouldn't make it that I didn't allow the the kids to stop over and over and over and over and over to pick wildflowers, sticks and leaves that they were amazed by. They were marveling at God's creation. And if I was so rushed to get there, they would have missed it. What if we were so rushed, we didn't stop to simply look up at the clouds that almost seem reachable. I'm saying when we're going up that mountain, you know, when you're up in the mountains, like the clouds are like right there. And it's like, we would tell like, guys, look, like you can almost touch that cloud. We could see the glaciers from miles away, the mountaintop view in the fresh air. What if my fears of the length of the journey prevented me from being present in the very steps we were taking? And how many of you feel this way in life sometimes? Oh, I just, I can't wait till my kids are older and they're not so dependent on me. I know I'm there. I get that, like that too all the time. I can't wait till I can finally just make that promotion. I can't wait till I can have that desired body again. I'm just working so hard and ugh. I can't wait till I um, can just be financially free. I need to hustle and get this degree already. I just want to be married finally. I hate being single. I'm tired of tripping up. I just want to be free. I want to be at peace in a perfect place with my relationship with God, et cetera, et cetera. We're just always longing to be over there rather than where we're at in this moment. We almost despise the present. But what is that sentence for you? Is there a place in your life that you almost feel like you're rushing to get to? You know, I want to encourage you to simply stop for a moment and look around. Look at your life and take a deep breath. I know it may not perfect, be perfect. I know there might be many challenges even right now that you're facing. But can you see a glimpse of beauty? I don't want you to miss it. In fact, God doesn't want you to miss the beauty in the journey on the way to the beautiful place he is leading you. You may be sleep deprived. <laughs> you may have spit up on your shirt, but one day you're going to, your kids are going to close the door and say, mom, I just need some time to myself. I don't want to watch a movie. You may be at stay at home mom feeling a bit lost in your purpose, but one day you'll look back and see that your children were a part of your purpose. As you begin a new season with freedom and time, you may be working your butt off at work, longing for promotion or even just appreciation. But if you look around, you're making a bigger difference in the lives around you than you might even realize right now. You might feel frustrated with finances, but look around and see how rich your relationships are. You might be stuck in your relationship with God, but look at how far you've come, how much closer you actually are to him right now. I know you may not be able to see right into your life and know what beauty God is trying to reveal to you, 
but he can. God can see you right now. He knows where you're at. He knows where you've been and he knows where you're going. And right here, right now, there is beauty in this season that he wants you to see. He wants you to embrace and he wants you to feel it and take it in. No matter the season, the challenge, no matter what we face, God always has a way of giving us some beauty to hold on to. But the question is, is do you see it? Are you willing to slow down for a moment and stop despising where you're at right now, despising your present and realize that there's beauty in this moment as you are walking towards the beautiful destination that God has for you. And Isaiah 43, 18, 19, it says, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God is saying, girl, I am doing something new in your life. Do you see it? Where once it was dry and weary, he is putting rivers in your life. Is that not beautiful? Where once there was a wilderness and thorns and you couldn't make it through, God saying, I'm making a pathway. Is it not beautiful? Do you not see it? Stop for a moment and see what God is doing. Ecclesiastes 3, 11 through 13, it says, yet God has made everything beautiful in its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I conclude there is nothing better, better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are the gifts from God. God is saying he will make everything beautiful in its proper time. You can't see the whole work of it, but in the meantime, just enjoy your life. He's saying, enjoy, eat, drink, enjoy your hard work and enjoy the life that God has given you. And the last verse I'll share on this point is Psalms 23, two through four says, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leaves me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. No matter if you're in a peaceful season or in a dark valley, he is with you. There is beauty in the journey all around you. And so guys, we are going to end with our last point and we are jumping into it will be worth it. I hope you're bearing with me. This might be a little bit of a longer message, but I really pray and always pray that God would just speak exactly what you need to hear from his heart today. And so let's end on our point. It will be worth it. And so I want you to believe me when I say this hike was worth it. It was worth the billion stops to pick yet another flower. It was worth the several breakdowns that we did encounter with each kid because they were all mad one by one that we all found walking sticks for each kid. There were sticks everywhere, huge ones. So we found a walking stick for one. The other one wanted one. So we found one for them. The other one wanted one, so we found one for them. Then they all compared it and they all start crying saying, mine's bigger, mine's shorter, mine's bigger. And they all went one by one crying, saying they wanted a bigger one. And so we are all began to look for bigger ones and bigger ones. And finally we're like, dude, like, just stop. Like, we can't do this. <laughs> Let's enjoy our walk. So anyways, countless breakdowns. Um, it was worth carrying 30 pound kids, right? It was worth realizing we're all hungry. We won't eat for another hour or so. It was simply worth it all to make it to that glacier and see the pure beauty, to see the looks on our kids' faces of pure 
wonder, and to create core memories of sliding down snow hills and having snowball fights. It was worth walking all the way back down to the car, holding two kids out of three while realizing we all had to pee really bad. Maybe I know you might think I sound a little bit dramatic. It was just a hike, but I'm just trying to get a point across, right? Okay. So for you, you know, your marriage is worth the uphill battle because what's at the top will be worth it. Your kids are worth the blood, sweat, tears, and tears, and tears, and time, and investment, and sacrifice your whole being, because what comes of all of your effort will bear their future, their life, and their purposes. Your, your surrender of your old and uh, your old life, taking new, new heights with God will be worth all that you left behind. I know you may have left behind a lot, and maybe it hurt to cut those ties and hurt to leave those vices. But what he has for you at the top of this long, hard journey will be worth it. In fact, it will be greater than anything you could have ever done for yourself. Your job is to climb this mountain. And God's job is to provide the views and the rewards of the mountaintop, the promised land and the blessings of your obedience. You didn't create this beautiful, wonderful scenery that you climbed up to. God did. God provided the refreshment, the strength, the joy, the wonder, the beauty in it all. And all you had to do is climb and not give up. So before you count yourself out, before you convince yourself it's too hard, remember there is beauty to be found in the present and that the journey you are on will be worth what's to come. So are you willing to keep climbing this mountain? And I'm going to share three verses as we close up in Deuteronomy 8, 6 through 10. It says, so obey the commands of the Lord, your God, by walking in his ways and fearing him for the Lord, your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It's a land of wheat and barley of grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and lacking nothing. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper as abundant as hills. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. God is saying, if you simply follow me, obey me, trust me, I am bringing you to this beautiful land of abundance. That is what he wants to give you. And Genesis 12, one through three, shout out to our August reading plan. We re- it was our first chapter today. Um, you're always welcome to join. So it says the Lord had said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. God is saying once again, it's time to go. Trust God with your obedience. Obey him when he leads you because where he is leading you is to a new land that is blessed, a place of blessing and abundance as you follow him. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. What if I turned back with the kids and I was this frantic, anxious mom saying, I don't know, this is too much. I think the kids are going to freak out and it's just not going to work out. Let's just go back to the car because they're hungry. We got to pee. And 
we would have missed the beauty and the memories that we made at the top of that mountain that was just around the corner. And how many times do we give up on beautiful things and blessings that God has for us because we just don't think we can do it. It's too hard, but God is saying, don't get tired of doing what's good. There is a blessing coming if you don't give up. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time.